Blog Talk Radio. All right, you have reached your destination. Listen, I am Apostle S.B. Barber, and it is the business of Tuesday New Community View, your perspective, the perspective from the people. And our co-host is V.J. Smith. He is president and CEO of Mad Dads Worldwide. However, headquarters is based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we want to get right to him. A couple of things we're going to bring to your attention. Uh, We'll also probably butt in on this just a little bit because uh, today, May 16th, is rally day uh, for the Metro Transit Cuts. Now, that's been a big deal, big uproar, and uh, it's impacting a lot of people. Uh, there was a meeting, uh, an emergency community meeting, and Bobby Joe Champion was there and some others regarding this whole piece. Now, as far as the rally in the event, inclement weather, meaning downpour, rain, nonstop, then we will meet at the Rotunda. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. In the meantime, wow, without further delay, you know how we do it. It's no other way to do this. Let's go directly to B.J. Smith. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I love that sound effect. S.B. Barber Morning Show. Ain't nothing like waking up on a Tuesday after going to the Minnesota Prayer Breakfast and getting plugged in with the S.B. Barber Morning Show. Let me tell you something. I've got to be honest. I kind of miss hanging out with S.B. Barber Morning and, and the little guy eating sandwiches over at Sammy's Avenue Eatery. You know, that was kind of our thing. I miss that. But this morning I had breakfast at the Hilton, and we had the prayer breakfast. And it was very inspiring and motivating. We heard uh, John Turnipseed is doing a workshop right now as we speak. He is doing a workshop, and uh, I want to thank him. But also, we heard from the City Praise group, Mark Allen and the City Praise group. And then we also heard a wonderful prayer from an African-American sheriff, Sergeant Swana Kirkland. Uh, she was amazing. She talked about being a law enforcement officer, also being an African-American woman, and the importance of that. And, and I, I couldn't agree with her more. We need more people of color on our streets in law enforcement 
making a difference. And so I want to give a big shout-out to Sergeant Sawana Kirkland because uh, she definitely did some great things. Then we heard a greeting from the governor. Please uh, from me then. Governor Mark Dayton. And uh, he uh, he did something and uh, spoke to the people. Uh, he's the 40th governor of the state of Minnesota. What did you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Let's do this very quickly. It's Tuesday New Community View, and you know how we do it, VJ. We take it to the streets. So let's do this. We're going to do about a 60 second. Let's take it to the streets. All right. Mel Reeves, uh, go ahead and give us an update on, first of all, before you say anything, uh, how does the May 4th community meeting impact the rally today? Um, so, um, h- hang on a second. I've got a little technical thing I've got to solve here real quick. Oh, we, uh, hang on. We can hear you with no problem. We can hear oh, can you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we yeah, can. We Let's do this. All right. Okay. Sorry about okay, that. Anyway, we, so go, where we are today is, uh, it, it, hello? Hello. Yep. Go ahead, Mel. Okay. So the rally is still on. Uh, and uh, uh, to fill people in, um, the uh, state legislature has uh, pretty much uh, not put money in the budget to fund uh, our mass transit system. And uh, actually, not only that, uh, they actually didn't put enough money into it. Uh, hang on a second, I'm trying to get out, clear out some of this noise. Okay, this should be a little better. Um, so what they actually did was they didn't put enough money in the transportation bill to actually cover roads or bridges either. So this is like a part of, it, I guess, their philosophy is, you know, they're trying to, you know, do the small government thing. But, you know, it sounds good, but in, in practicality, in practical work, it doesn't work. And so by not putting money in the transit, uh, in, in, the tra- in transit, they actually uh, hurt the, the efforts of uh, outstate Minnesota. Minnesota, as well as obviously Metro Transit, to run its system on the level that it's, it's that it needs to run. And so, uh, if they don't put enough money in the system, bottom line is uh, Metro Transit will have to cut back service, meaning they'll have to cut routes. Um, they will have to uh, uh, um, increase wait times, and uh, more importantly, they would have to increase fares. Which there's a chance that, according to Metro Transit, they'll probably have to increase fares by. 25 cent anyway, but you know that's much better than 50 cent or 75 cent, or you know, you know, a, a, you know, hopefully not a dollar. Uh, and so, the uh, governor has actually vetoed uh, the trans this transportation bill that we're talking about. So, um, I don't really know <laughs> where where that leaves them. Except they're going to have to work something else up. And uh, the governor sent a letter. I looked at it uh, in response. He sent a letter to the. Uh, I think the Speaker of the House and Speaker of the Senate. And uh, it's a pretty good letter. He pretty much lays out what he wants to see in that bill. So, so anyway, so we're having a so the rally today is well-timed, actually. I know it's raining, but we're figuring we're going to be able to get inside the rotunda one way or the other. Um, and uh, the rally will kind of be back in the governor's plan on some level because he vetoed this bill that didn't have enough money uh, to run our transit. And not only did he veto it, he let it be known that he didn't, you know, that they've got a fund 
Metro Transit. He specifically said it in his response explaining why he vetoed uh, the bill. So um, it's uh, a good thing. Um, so today we're trying to rally, right. as we were saying, hey, you know, uh, we're back in the government for some of us saying, hey, you got to find our transit. Because you know how this works. If nobody says anything, then they don't feel any pressure. In fact, one of the things that these the conservative Republicans are fond of saying is that, well, you know, we don't see anybody here. You know, they say that about people of color. But, uh, that we don't see any people of color, you know, and we don't see any city folks, you know, making their case. And, of course, when they have the hearings, you know, they give you two minutes <laughs> to make your case and have them in the middle of the day. So this is our chance to have our own hearing and, and, and to have a real public mm-hmm. display of, uh, you know, just uh, of uh, disaffection and disappointment okay. with the uh, current bill. All right. Now, let me let me say this, and I know you've got to go so we can clear the air, but let me, you know, we don't have gloves on on Tuesday, and you know what? I don't even accept this whole thing about there are not enough people of color. A bus does not look at color. The transit system is an issue, and so that, you know, whatever, but it's not about black folks. And we, you know, we have an issue with the transit system. We have an issue with the fact of budget and all these kinds of things not really being disclosed the way they really, really should be. And yeah, we take responsibility, period, as people in the city of Minneapolis, St. Paul, the metropolis of the state of Minnesota. Yes, we ought to have our faces in place and and know what's going on with legislation. We hold our uh, city officials, when it comes to the legislators, we hold them responsible because, you know, we should be at a, pla- a place now where there's an in- some kind of system in place uh, where I'm getting an email, other uh, radio stations and et cetera are getting something that gives us some kind of way to make sure this information gets out. But we have resolved some things because now boots on the ground, uh, even through our medium of Grace Media Network, we're going to make sure that we're connected to folks that are, listen, they live at the Capitol. And we're going to do a better job of making sure the community hears what's going on, whether that's education, transportation, uh, big business, whatever the case might be. But as far as this right here, you know what, it is what it is, and uh, we'll find out what else is going on. And, Milt, we really appreciate the fact that you did toss the ball and send it our direction. So your last comment, and, BJ, if you have, if you want to say something, feel free to do so. I, I, actually, I, I actually have a few more minutes. Uh, we, were, um, we were on the uh, Al Father's show. We wanted to pre-record it so we missed signals, so I have a little more time. Because I know I wasn't clear. Okay, um, all right. Let me, right. Yeah. So, Let me uh, get right. Um, Let me get right. Yeah. To, uh, VJ, go ahead. VJ. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say, you know, uh, for 12 years we've been providing a sense of safety to Metro Transit, and we've also felt that crunch the last few years. So we know that not only does it affect the ridership, but it will also affect the public safety of the ridership. Uh, seeing how they're going to reduce everything. They'll reduce uh, the work that we do on Metro Trans, and I'm sorry we won't be able to be there at the rally, but we understand how important it is to have a voice, and we understand how critical it is. So I urge everybody that can get out there and support the efforts because uh, it affects it affects us all. And, and, and those buses that run in the neighborhoods, 
are serious for our folks because sometimes it's all they've got. Sometimes the bus is the only thing that keeps them from going crazy. Jump on the bus and just ride away and get away from it all and get to another destination. And so we reduce that. We're going to do a lot. It's going to have a huge, huge impact on our community. So, uh, Mel, congratulations on doing that work. Everybody's got to do their part, and so I'm really uh, proud of you, sir. Continue to do the work. Thank you, brother. Like I tell everybody, you know, uh, hell, don't, don't thank me. The way you thank me is by getting involved. Um, um, you know, but I appreciate it. Brother. Um, uh, in fact, there's another brother who's been uh, pretty solid work and getting the word out. In fact, he's been doing transportation work for a little bit. Uh, brother Harry, Harry Maddox deserves a little credit uh, for kind of getting the word out. But, but let me back up something because we, I, you caught me kind of in the middle of deciding I wasn't really clear, and I think I, I should be really clear about what this means. I think some people missed this. So here's, here's why this rally is really important. Even if you if if if, if it rains, even just standing on time, we have to send a message to folks that what they're about to do is not okay. Because see, if this goes down, it'd be one of those things that people will go, "How did this happen? When, when, when are you talking about doing this?" How, you know what I'm saying? So now we have an opportunity. You know, once in a while you have an opportunity to affect your future, right? And so this affects. We got a hundred some thousand folks that ride the train and the bus every day, right? And uh, it's like this is an opportunity for you to stand up for yourself. A lot of people catch the transit, they catch the bus, they catch, and so this is an opportunity to say, hey, man, this is important to us. You know, this opportunity doesn't come along that often, right? And so if we pass it, what, what could like because they need to see. They really do need to see rain or not. They need to see people down there to see that we care because the government has made its place. He said, hey, this is dissatisfactory to me. And so now the citizenry has got to do its thing. And that's why this is so important because, man, like BJ just said, we really don't want to see uh, the buses uh, route cut. You really don't want to see this. I've lived in a place where, you know, the buses weren't that great. You don't want to see the five side run every half hour, the 19 run every 40 minutes or something like that. You don't want to see that. You want to see a route that some of the routes cut because that, they don't have as much ridership. And, and you're right, this is a suburban issue as well. Uh, a lot of the suburbs are going to be thrown in right with us, and so this is not a black issue. It sure isn't. It's a white, black, Asian, Latino, and I keep reaching out to all the community saying, guys, got to wake up. This involves all of us. Uh, young, old, I've, I've been having fun with high school kids. I don't know if they're going to come or not. You know, we're up against kind of, you know, the prom and graduation and final exams, unfortunately. But um, that affects them, too. The high, the Minneapolis high school students uh, have have bus passes, and they can go to school after school, activities, go to work. They enjoy those things. And I keep trying to tell them, you guys should come out in big numbers because you sure don't want to go back to the yellow school bus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know, you don't want to go back to being confined. You have the ability to ride all over the place. That's a great deal for them. And I've been trying to mobilize them and the college students. And, and I'm a little frustrated just because, you know, we, me and Harry and all of us, we, we've worked our butt off. But we don't really know how well we reach people. We won't know until the night. And then when it rains, you know how that goes. Uh, but there's a lot of people whose self-interest are squarely tied to this thing. And so, you know, when your, your self-interest is involved, at the very least, you ought to get active. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is people's self. If you take the bus, you take the train, you know, you ought to make an exception tonight. You know, if there's any way to get down there, you ought to come down there because this is something that affects you. You get, to, you know, this is what you depend on. You know, it's not like we're asking you. And, that, and you know, know what? Let me jump in here, too. Um, even though it, you know, as you're saying, it affects it affects absolutely, but I want to make an appeal to those that they don't even use the system. But here's reality: 
it's a, you know, we have to think like a community, what affects the city, period, the city that, you know, you go and come to and fro. So it doesn't matter what level you are at, uh, if everything is fine and you're riding in three different cars and you're transporting your children, that's not an issue, et cetera. But when one is affected, you better believe some kind of way the domino effect can end up uh, touching you right where you're at. So please, commu- community, you we don't want you to look at this as though, well, that's just for people that ride the bus. Open up your eyes, open up your heart, and realize that this is a rally that needs to be supported by Minnesotans, period. All right, I heard BJ's so, voice speaking up. So Go ahead, and we yeah, also have some callers. Yeah. We've got some callers. Yeah, Go gonna- ahead. Thank you. I wanted to ask Mel a question because I, I, many people are asking me, if we have a surplus, why are we cutting? Why don't we use the surplus <laughs> where we need it? That's a good Thank question. You. Very good question because they're playing. So what's going on is they're playing uh, politics. Uh, on one hand, they're not. On one hand, it's just some hateration, for lack of a better word. But on the other hand, they're playing politics. So the conservatives are saying that, well, you know, we need small government. small, But see, in reality, it doesn't work out that way. It's not actually because everybody needs government services, right? Uh, uh, you know, the roads and bridges people say, well, you know, the bus people to pay more money. Well, you know, you don't pay money to ride the roads and bridges. That's our tax dollar. So, the, the, so they're under this thing where uh, they've, they've campaigned on this idea of reducing taxes and reducing the size of government. But it's, it's a trick. Because, see, they're not reducing the size of government handouts for businesses, you see. They're not, you see, they, they're not uh, reducing the tax burden for businesses as well and rich people. It's, it's a, uh, what do you call it? It's politics. You know, it's conservative politics. You know, at the end of the day, what they really like to do with public transit is privatize it. And actually, if they defund it, it opens the door to folks talking about, hey, this private. In fact, there was something in the bill. One of the, something in the bill opened the door for uh somehow uh, for some private company to get a grant, uh, uh, some kind of state grant. I can't remember. Uh, uh, I saw it last night. But anyway, so that's what they're up to. They're, at the end of the day, what they're, they're doing is they're, uh, they're trying to trick us by, tell, by telling people around the country and whatever, oh, you know, the people in the city, you know, they're getting every benefit there is. We're spending our money and spending it on them. It's not true. You know, they're telling a lie, saying that uh, their tax dollars are, are uh, 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 undergirding us. Actually, just the opposite is true. The metro area pays about 67% of the taxes. And so we're actually a metro area undergirds the country, right? It's just the outstate. So there's this lie, man. There's this lie that that, uh, that, that the outstate is subsidizing the metro area. So we got that going. And the other thing is a small government thing, uh, limited taxes. It all sounds good, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's going to hurt us average working class people. You know what I'm saying? So it's not real. Is what I'm saying? So the budget that 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 surplus, they're talking about giving that money back, right? But they're not really gonna get that money back to us. They're gonna get that money back to big business. It's a trick. All right, and let's so, do this. Listen, hands up. <laughs> let's stay right in place. I want to uh, bring in Commissioner Kenya Weathers uh, and VJ. You'll be closing us out, but uh, Commissioner Kenya Weathers, we. Being in place on tomorrow, everything is political, and so he's at the table right now. We're talking about this transit cut, the transit cut and the rally. Uh, sitting at the seat as a commissioner, what, what's your perspective on this, the community view? Let's talk. Go ahead. Your mic the, is the, open. The, 
Good, good morning, good morning. Um, thank you, sister, for letting me come in on the short notice. Right now I'm sitting in the lobby uh, multitasking to go to the doctor at 9.30, but i got a few minutes I just want to chime in on this here. Uh, one, this is about the shrinkage of the city. So when you start to shrink the city as it goes along with the population, you don't, you know, you have to look at, we're thinking at 2020 and we're looking at 2040. So you got to have a long-range perspective of how you look at the visionary division of the city. So a lot of people are caught up and they're looking at right here, right now. You know, there was already planning for the 2020 20 years ago. So now the planning is looking at 2020 with 2040. So what if you have to look at what does Minneapolis look like 2040? Well, here's, here's the notification, black folks. You're not going to be there. Your, your, your footprint in the city will be shrunk halfway. So they don't need that service. So you're looking at right here. 2040, you're not going to have the same population, so therefore you won't have the same funding. You won't have the same population based on security and safety. As we continue to kill ourselves off, as the, uh, the disparities continue to expand on housing, economic, employment, where do you stand at? Just a lot of all, all the whining and the moaning and the this and the that. No, you have to take action every day because your enemy doesn't sleep no days. They don't plan six months to a year. They plan six months to 60 years. Wake up, black men. Wake up. Now, we've had this conversation. We have many conversations in different areas. It is time for all of, you know, the political posturing and this and that. It's time to sit down and have some real conversations about where do we fit in this plan in the city of Minneapolis in 2040. And I'm sorry, some people. You're going to have to break your little ties and your alliances with your so-called friends that you make deals with in back rooms and come straight forward and say, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat the skin off my brothers and sisters' backs no longer. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do and stand forward and do what's right. And it's time to sit down at this table and talk about where do black folks sit in this city? Where mm. do we place ourselves at in 2040? 40, 24 years, 20 years from now, I'm 48 years old, so I'll be 68 years old. Some of you are a little bit older than me, so you should have a little bit more uh, sense of urgency to listen to what I'm saying to you. We got right now, All right. I understand the trend. All right, let's, Go ahead. let's do this. Let's, uh, let's get some feedback. All right, uh, Mail head I'm, to a list, I'm in drop all right, so VJ Smith, uh, if there's anything you want to say, because we're getting ready to close out just a little bit here, but I want to bring this up and throw this in here. See, right now I'm watching some things. There's a movement happening right in our faces, right under our noses, and we're really not even uh, paying attention to it. Now, this is not a diss. This is uh, understanding what is happening, and there are folks that are taking charge of their lives as a people, and, and that's what I'm hearing you say. So what I want to bring to the table is uh, our Somali community, uh, there's some million-dollar projects that are on the table that most people look and, you know, they'll hear uh, some Somali when they come to uh, the legislature and they will acknowledge that they have the lowest uh, employment rates and these kinds of things, et cetera. Now, just stay with me. This is not a diss. 
miss. This is understanding, understanding. And so I saw, happened to catch a news brief where uh, they have a Somali uh, minister of government. He's a young dude, and uh, he's making some serious moves. He was raised here in Minnesota. Soda, basically, but has kept his ties, and he is a significant power player making moves in redeveloping Somali, the country. There's some powerful things, but their biggest piece that is working in their favor is the movement of uh, their the goats and uh, the oil uh, and some other things of that caliber that they have relationships with countries that are, you know, kind of fueling some things and some deals, and he's playing this game strategically, and like he said, it's going to take some time, but some things are happening already. Uh, there was a shot of the demise and, and the ruins and, and you know, when uh, the factions were going on during that turbulent time, but yet there was a shot of, uh, of buildings going up. Come on now. And, you know, so we have the, we have the power, and I like what you said. Stop these you know, deals behind closed doors because we're hurting ourselves. But here's what's getting ready to happen. Those deals are going to be exposed because enough is enough. That's just all it is. No one has been okay with exposing that kind of activity safely. Uh, well, you know what, that's a lot of power in that corner, and I don't want them to not play with me on the playground anymore. You know what, for the sake of the people, it has to come down. It has to happen. So we've got to think strategically beyond right now. When I went to the global market last year and covered uh, this piece that they were doing there, and it was the city involved, listen, those plans were 20 years coming. Those plans, they were making moves and asking about how folks felt in the community about the plans that had already been decided on. See, because when I go to meetings like that, I get to the heart of it. I don't want the fluff. I'm not impressed by that. How long has this been going on? When did this happen? How did this roll out? And what time frame? Well, why do you need to know what we think when you've already made a decision? Because basically you're doing a survey on the next 20 years. So can uh, Commissioner Kenya Weathers, you're right on point. So I want to hear VJ very quickly. VJ, can you chime in? Yeah, right. Currently, I'm dealing with three, uh, three for two homicides, one potential homicide. Gentleman's in uh, surgery right now, 19 year old male, and we have another 27 uh, year old uh, male that uh, we're doing uh, helping with a funeral service for Wednesday. So I'm tied up. I'm I'm doing my I'm staying in my lane for right now. And I'm thanking everybody else for being in those other lanes because we definitely need transportation. Right. We we need crime reduction. We need um, we need community members out on the streets. We need those dollars to be released so that public safety is uh, a billion dollar right. industry 
but it comes down to the streets to be uh, 250000 or a $50,000 industry by the time it gets in the hands of our African-American people. So we need to be at the Capitol on all kinds of fronts and making sure that That's we right. move those dollars to where they need to be moved to. Uh, you know, it's all, it is all political, but it is also uh, divisional when it comes to us and how we are so divided in the work that we do. And I think that my brother uh, spoke on that. I, I believe that we must figure out how to put our pain, our hurt, and our suffering aside so that we can strengthen our people. And I think the uh, Latino brothers and the Somalian brothers and, and, and others have figured that out, and we just have Absolutely. not figured it out yet. And I'm really waiting on us to figure it out, and I hope it happens in my time. I know I've been trying for many years to do it, but it is a complicated thing. You push forward, you got two brothers pushing you backwards. It makes it hard. And so we have until we get that right, we're going to always be fighting for resources until we get that right. Yeah, and what and and what has been figured out is this Somali village community are immigrants. We are from a stolen tribe. We're stolen people, and so it's a it's a whole different momentum. But the other part of it is the mere fact that they have created exporting. They become a a piece that's very valuable to you know those that are doing business from an exporting standpoint. Their goods, uh, their, you know, the, their, the materials and the fabrics and the different things that they're moving and creating and doing, they're shipping from here and from there back to their lands, so forth and so on. So there's a mindset there, as you have identified, and that's the mindset that we have no choice to operate in versus, oh, well, you know, we're separated and uh, et cetera. We've got to stop whining and complaining and just get in place and start calling it what it is and doing the part. So, you know, I heard someone say this. Uh, hats off to um, uh, Minister Charles Kane that's doing uh, Stop Youth Violence. He's getting ready to do their annual uh, uh, gathering on June 24th. And uh, what impressed me, well, what caught my attention is that at the uh, the, the uh, Pancake fundraiser, uh, he did Facebook Live, and he, he said, everybody at the count of three say, stop youth violence, and they all did that. And then some rebel, <laughs> someone, some voice out of the clear said, stop all violence. Look, stay in your lane. Learn from BJ. Why would you do that? He's focusing on, he's gifted in, he's charged with, okay, to deal with youth violence. That's no different than something happens in our community, and yet it is black, there are black voices addressing it, taking care of our business, and then someone in the crowd yells out, all lives matter. You know, dog lives matter. Come on. We've got to stop doing that, and when folks do those kinds of things, shut them down. Just shut them down. We have to learn to stay in our lane and be supportive. That's divisive. VJ, I'm going to tag this political versus divisional, and we're going to deal with that on everything is political. Thank you for that. I like the way you did that. So, VJ, you got the ball. Close us out. 
Uh, you've been listening to the Ask Me Barber Morning Show. That's right, coming to you every Tuesday. I want to say big ups to all my friends and everybody that's called in. Thank you because the fight and the struggle must go on. Tune in every Tuesday where we do it live right here. Ask Me Barber Morning Show. God bless you all. Hold on a moment. 